everybody. Welcome to God, Drugs, and Laughs. I'm Matt O'Rourke. And I'm your mother. <laughs> I am Rob. Welcome. Welcome to our podcast. I like you doing the intro better because yeah. you have more of a radio voice. Do I? Yeah. Well, I'm trying too hard because you put me on the stage. Especially with that. <laughs> you have a voice like my mother. I know. She can sing so well. Mm. Well, listen, man, I have some je- I wrote some jingles for our segments today. You know, we're always trying to improve the pop podcast, and I think we're, we're killing it. All right. You're All the right? musician. I can only play the radio. That's right. Uh, you play it so dad well. Joke. Yeah. No more dad jokes. I got some negative feedback about your AC joke. <laughs> I don't even remember that one. Oh, no. Uh, uh, how's your week, man? So it's been a good week. I actually, gosh, man, I went to the dentist today. First time I've seen a dentist in 10 years. Are you serious? 10 yeah, years? Yeah. So wow. it, uh, luckily I got away. All right. Just a few cavities. I'm a little numb on the, the left side. I can't feel any of this right here. Oh, wow. My whole lip feels like someone punched me right in the, I know. <laughs> I feel like somebody punched me right in the, right in the face. Only yeah. I didn't deserve it. Man. I think I went. 15 years without going to the dentist one time but for some reason i don't know 20 years ago i just started flossing my teeth <laughs> you're a flosser yeah and i you know i've been flossing like every night since then flawless and so i go in after 15 years to the dentist to get my teeth clean and mm-hmm. they're like well do you think you know do you want us to put you under because it'll probably be really w- rough cleaning your teeth because you're going to be bleeding a lot and i was like nah that's okay and she started flossing my teeth, and she was like, oh, my gosh, your gums are really good. <laughs> like, yeah, baby, I floss every week. I mean, I floss every night. What you talking about? <laughs> you got any morphine? <laughs> yeah. But I have lost two or three teeth in my mouth. Have um, you? More I've, to, I'm more to come. Lucky. You know, I've had good gums and good, and good teeth. Usually, it's one or the other. Usually, you have good teeth, bad gums, good yeah. gums, bad teeth. And I was so lucky. when I was so scared going to that dentist, <laughs> and he told me, yeah, this is amazing, you know? Yeah, my away. my dentist broke. Well, the office probably broke den- <laughs> HIPAA. I don't know what it is for husband and wife, but I went in, and then my wife went in the next day, and um, the lady was talking to her. And she's like, "Man, your husband must eat a lot of candy." She's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Come on, man!" <laughs> but she kissing right. her all day, yeah. getting too much sugar. Hello, another dad joke. That's two on the board. <laughs> What about your week? Can you top the gruesome fear of a dentist? Um, <laughs> you know, I've been watching um, 60 Days In. Have you ever watched that show? <laughs> Is that the jail? Uh, yeah, like they put people... Incarcerated. Average people, yeah, like moles. But whenever uh, I'm like yeah. engulfed into a TV series, I start to feel like I'm part of it. <laughs> and so like today I went to Publix and I was sizing everybody up, <laughs> thinking I'm in <laughs> the penitentiary. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Like when I watch Sopranos... I thought like I was in the mafia. <laughs> I remember when you watched Legally Blonde. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that was an awkward public appearance. <laughs> you want me to stop and go back? <laughs> Do you like that joke? Oh, keep that one in there. I don't know. I couldn't think of it. I was like, oh, think of a funny movie that would be if you got into it. I don't know. No, but I mean like a, t- you know, like a TV show where you're watching it <laughs> yeah. like most of your day. Sure. I get all wrapped up into it. Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah. I saw you on your Vespa. Yeah, especially because, you know, I used to be in a car club. Right. Pretty similar to a motorcycle club. <laughs> Just twice the wheels and <laughs> half the attitude. I yeah. Don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, but 
Okay. I don't know. It's been been a okay week. I'm just feeling a little a little off yeah. for some reason. So I'm feeling much better since we started talking. Isn't that funny how that helps? I called you earlier. I was all bound up. I don't even remember what it was on earlier this week. I call you a lot, but <laughs> just <laughs> gosh, man, for so long it was just my go to. You know, bottle it up. Everything's fine. Put the smile on and carry on, and yeah, that would get me through my day. And I thought that was just the best way to handle things. And yeah. You know, sobriety opened that up yeah and i'm not it takes me a while to process stuff like what's going on you know in my brain so not trying to hold anything back i just don't know what's going on right now you're good at journaling too i am i I, (laughs) you say you are well anyone's better at journaling than me i have never told you that i journal (laughs) i do (laughs) not journal no you're an inspiration even if you don't know it You've been sitting at your house going, man, I wish I could journal like Rob. <laughs> I guess I was, but yeah. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I don't know who told you that, but that was definitely not me. I probably haven't journaled since 2004 because <laughs> I had to do it for a class. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so next week maybe we'll once I talk figure, about our journaling, figure things out. Yeah. yeah. But um, what some, do you... some exciting news. Oh, yeah? I wrote some jingles for oh, our segment. Yeah. I told you. So yeah. uh, we're going to roll into this one, and we'll get into our five questions. Welcome to Five Questions with Matt and Rob. Yeah. Get up out of your seat. Shake it. <laughs> Shake it. That's good. I yeah, like okay. that. I'm glad you Very like talented. it. All right. <laughs> Well, here are our five questions for Matt and Rob for this week. First question comes from Diane in Washington. (laughs) She's up and shaking it. What's up, Diane? Uh, It says, what type of music did you listen to in high school? (laughs) Matt, you go first. Oh, that's such a chameleon. It's embarrassing. I listened to a little of everything, man. I listened to some... Eminem was coming out hot. Oh, remember yeah. Eminem was yeah. on fire, actually. <laughs> he came out like three years too late because I was in a rap group in high school. <laughs> Were you really? Yeah, this is before it was cool for white people to rap. <laughs> <laughs> Vanilla Ice, man. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's, why it. Was, that's why it wasn't cool for white people to rap. <laughs> um, Point. But yeah, Eminem. Okay. Yep. But uh, I like to... Gosh. 93.3 Planet Radio, man. Alternative. You know, they played Cake. They had yeah. Nirvana. and What else? Who's good? That's a hip-hop station. <laughs> I never got here into here in Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of rock and... Yeah, I played a lot of alternative. Most of the stuff, my go-to is alternative. We started listening. That's when Dave kind of started getting popular, Dave Matthews. Gotcha. So. For me, that was... Do like, you, <laughs> you know, know him? <laughs> on the first thing right, Me and Dave. <laughs> That's when Dave Matthews... Friendly... <laughs> 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 He's the jam. What's up, Dave? Just uh, a shout out to yeah. Dave. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bodies at the floor. <laughs> bodies at the floor. Remember that one? Yeah! <laughs> I just, Metallica? People on their uh, treadmill. Oh, my God. I'm really mad at me right now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I didn't listen to rock. Um, I was strictly hip hop and country. I like a good no. story in a song. Really? Yeah. 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 Hey, man, man, won't you make your mind? I'll give anything and make a mind on mine. Oh I'll do God. anything and be your back and call. So we had this Never whole... Never seen a lane in a good old <laughs> You were that guy. I remember that. Yeah, well, I listened to rap in public and country in secret. <laughs> it gets hotter than the huge cooch. 
Oh, yeah. Country. Yeah. So, all right. Number two, Matt, true or false? Oh, I'm sorry. This is for from Ed in Tampa. What's up, guys? E bored. <laughs> Matt, who was your first girlfriend? What was she like? How <laughs> old were you? She was probably way too good for me. Oh. I was probably way too young. Matt's still single, by the and, way. He's uh, still saying stuff to try <laughs> right. to pick up, pick up girls. Go ahead. Either yeah, because at my age, either women look at you. Why? What? How are you? <laughs> You're either a unicorn or a serial killer. Yeah. Like what's wrong? <laughs> um, gosh, my first girlfriend I think was Kimberly Caravel. Actually, what's up, Kim? Hunter, my baby's mama. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. How old were you? Yeah, so that was uh, no. Well, actually, Mary. Mary. I don't want to say her last name. Mary was actually my first girlfriend. Yeah. And I was waiting until I got my driver's license. So I started you know, oh. going out on dates because I didn't okay. want to. Yeah. I don't want to be able to do my own thing. Have so a I car. I, my first girlfriend was in kindergarten. Oh, Do you well, count gosh. those as kindergarten? <laughs> I mean, do you count that? <laughs> I remember those. Her name was Debbie Cake. I mean, her name was Debbie and I called her my little Debbie Cake. You got it. Yeah. We broke up after a couple days. Is that when you pooped your pants? No. Oh, man, I, I've never pooped my pants at school. Just on the way home. Um, <laughs> as an adult. Yeah, as an adult. All right, next question. This comes from Rob in Jacksonville. Matt, true or false? This is from you? Have you thought of or ever worshipped Rob as a god? <laughs> no, no, no. No? Okay. Yeah. That's I couldn't think of anything funny. So. The segue into our... Um, oh. In our into our conversation for today. All right, two more. What kind of clothes did you wear in high school, Matt? Mm. You were a preppy, weren't you? I think I've seen pictures. I bounce around with different ideas. I play a little bit of the prep. Okay. <clears throat> a little bit of the tucked in button down with a rolled up sleeve into some ah. shorts deal with the flip flops. Yeah. You and Tim Played Tebow the, uh, over at Nice. Me and Tebow. Yeah, yeah, I was a few years older than him. God, we I played football a little bit at Nice, and we sucked. <laughs> we were the bad news bears, and then I graduate, and this guy comes along and yeah, you know, lights it up single handedly. Yeah, just owns the ring. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't. know. I dressed all over the place. I was in ROTC, so every Thursday we had to wear our uniforms. Was that all Which, of high school? All of high school. You were in ROTC. I was in ROTC. Man. That was a fun time, man. It sounds like ROTZ. You know, first you get made fun of as the the ROTZ nerds and this and that, but we got huge. A lot of people, you know, the nerds took over the majority. Then we banded together. I think I was I was a nerdy guy deep down. Yeah, I was a thug, so I wore like big. (laughs) Back then, we wore big baggy clothes, right? Um, Yeah, gold necklace around my neck. Fubu, (sighs) Fubu was a little bit after me. Or what was that? Fila? Yeah. FIFA? F- Fila? FIFA? <laughs> Isn't that soccer? Soccer. <laughs> Umbro? Umbro? <laughs> I, I don't remember any of the brands. I just remember like, yeah. you know, those long baggy um, jean shorts. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. All right, last question. Matt, are you, or excuse me, what are you currently struggling with? <laughs> Living life on life's terms. How about my go-to? Yeah, I uh, unpack I'm that struggling talking with my numb tongue, but I'm getting through it. Yeah, you sound good. Yeah, I can go shallow. I can go deep. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> what does that mean? I'm, <laughs> on the level that? of that question. Jeez. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, <sighs> I don't think I didn't I understand this one to my family. 
This is a great podcast so far. <laughs> right? I know. We've lost everybody. What the, where are we headed? <laughs> We're killing it. All right. Uh, <laughs> did you want to say anything about yeah. else about that question? No. I, uh, yeah, struggle. I don't know. Gosh, right at this moment, uh, really, for me, it's, like I said, living life on life's terms. You know, now that we're sober, we don't have the go-to crutch or anything. Yeah. And uh, for me, it's just an everyday thing to try and... Uh, my character defects are just every day. In my, I'm in sales, right? Yeah. So the the people pleasing and the avoidance and and to wanting to make everything work for everybody and you know it's not how life works. Right. We get lucky every so often; it all comes together. So my whole perception on things now is, you know, what can I do better next time, and what can I do to grow, and how can yeah. I not exercise those those defects to live that way? Yeah, I think I haven't been living that living like that lately. <clears throat> Is that why you're struggling? Yeah, I think I'm, you know, I'm in that self-hatred mode. Mm -hmm. That sounds like it's maybe too extreme, you know, but just like putting myself down, made a few mistakes. Um, Yeah, because I know both of us struggle with that. Because it's interesting, you know, like we're good about encouraging each other. And so, like, I know you've encouraged me on some stuff, and I'm like, well, I don't, I do not look at myself like that. Usually with sargasm and banter, yeah. brotherly <laughs> yeah. banter, but yeah, yeah. but, I, but it, a lot of times it really helps. It always helps me when you do that because I don't think very highly of myself. Um, yeah. Start the violin, <laughs> not the tissues, yeah. but. Yeah, so that's just always been a struggle. Um, yeah, well, that's why, yeah, the isolation thing doesn't work, right? Because <clears throat> we have to get out of self. Well, the easiest way to get out of self for me is, you know, well, shoot, drink and drug, but right. <laughs> I can't do that. So, sure. gosh, it's great to just, yeah, build a community of people. And, like, I keep, like, I probably the third time I've said this, you know, the opposite addiction is connection for me. Yeah. And getting out of self and having people that remind you and see the good in us because we can't see the good in ourselves so much. Sure. That ugly man in the mirror, you know, that needs to be wiped clean and <clears throat> or woman or, or whatever the case sure. is, is that it's so difficult for us that struggle with addiction to let others in to face those demons. Cause it's a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I think a lot of my problem is, I have too much time on my hands right now, you know, for the last week and a half, just been at yeah. home because I'm not working because I'm a middle school teacher. So we go back Thursday. I just have to have structure in my life. Right. Or I get in my, my thoughts too much, getting my head too much. So looking forward to going back and getting some structure, being around some folks. And, uh, yeah. So I don't know if anything I said makes sense. <laughs> makes perfect sense. Well, I was just, just thinking a for me, off. like there's people listening that, you know, have different careers and you talk about earlier, we were talking about like, God, how do, how do I do it? Having no structure. I have complete control over my day. I make my appointments when I want them, how I want them with who I want and this, that now. Yeah. I get calls in and <clears throat> I don't get to control everything, but you know, God loves, you know, knows I'd love to. Right. But you know, you were talking about that. And I remember back in the day when I didn't have this, you know, sobriety and awareness and a program and 
and all the key tools to getting healthy that were, you know, right there the whole time. I just wasn't willing to pick them up Yeah, is I had a lot of time. I could do that. So I could isolate, I could drive around all day and drink and, and go see movies and this, and as long as I sold enough right here and there or blamed it on this or blamed it on that. <clears throat> that's a real struggle for a lot of people is that, you know, some early on in sobriety though, man, I needed a lot of accountability. I need sure. accountability partners. You were one of them. I was talking to a lot of people because, you know, at the end of the day, I, we can do whatever we want to do. That's why I say, you know, you can't get sober unless you want it. Yeah. And uh, for you, though, you know, you like that structure and that showing mm -hmm. up to a, a whatever it is at this time and that time. You kind of know what your day looks like. Right. You know, and uh, for me, that gets boring and mundane. And, you know, for you, mine gets probably intimidating and scary. And, and yeah. it's funny because it's, it's all the same. Right. You know, mine's not better than yours and so to speak. And sure. Well, mine's kind of better than yours. <laughs> yeah. Well, I get a lot of time off. <laughs> I don't get paid as much, I'm sure. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking about yeah. me too. I, I'm afraid to say who I work for or what I do or anything because of, you know, someone might take what I say the wrong way and then there's repercussions on, on my buddy who owns the business. And, sure. and, you know, I don't want that to happen. And, and I envy you and your valor and your honesty the way you can just, you know, yeah put that out I, yeah and i people have tried to talk me out of not sharing as much but i don't know man i just the thing the times where god has helped me to help people or i've impacted people have always been out of honesty right out of like my struggles and things that have happened and things that have been going on and how i came out of that or if I'm currently struggling, struggling or whatever. So, well, how did you get? You say God, and for instance, I know that it. it you were there with God on the surface level, pastor. Of course, you always had God, and you know maybe they had a little falling out or whatnot. But I know that you kind of struggled with God and trying to define that. Yeah, and, you know, part of a lot of the programs out there are, hey, you got to find a God. And, and you and I were talking like, there's a person that you and I know. Um, what's up, Doug? She, <laughs> hey, Doug, <laughs> she, um, must be pre op, Doug. Yeah, she's at a point to where she's got nothing, she's burned every bridge, every family member won't talk to her, she's got no money, she's practically unemployable. Just going down this hole, yeah. you know, gone to eight or nine different rehabs, and and just there, there's nothing. And I said, man, that would be really hard for me looking at myself. If I were there, would I be able to? find purpose and what's left you know if i've gone that far down the hole and, and the answer is that i've realized now yes because the real answer is never left no matter mm. what you screw up no matter how bad you make things the one thing that never leaves us is god because god is inside of us whatever that means i use the word god because it's easy and i'm lazy my buddy yeah. says i use god because i'm lazy it means so much more to me because God to you might immediately inflict, oh, well, you're Catholic, so you think of a Catholic God. Right. My buddy Ajay, he's Muslim, so he's going to think of an Allah God. Yeah. You know <laughs> but, what? We need, to, we need to hold this real quick because we need to go into our topic, right? I feel like it's what we're organically doing. I was just blacked out. I don't know. I yeah. don't remember no, what I said. Are, this is great. So, <laughs> But, you know, me being prideful, I want to share the other jingle that I created. Oh, so, yes, please. Let's continue. But yeah, well, that's so, why you're the leader on this thing. Yeah. And that was a very awkward transition. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoy this jingle, and then we'll get into our topic, which we'll explain in a few on the other side. Hey, -o. 
here is your topic of the week. <laughs> I don't know if everybody's going to like that jingle. Or not. Sure I thought we'll it was hear. good. Everybody's a critic. Yeah. All right. So our topic of the week is who is God to you? Mm. So one thing to clarify, this isn't a... I guess, religious podcast in a sense of, hey, this is what we represent. This is what we promote. Um, We really wanted a platform where people can come on and for us to talk as well about, you know, what are our beliefs in God and um, not have this like me against you attitude. Because what I've learned in the 12-step programs, you know, because I came up and I learned all about Christianity and the Bible, um, and it was kind of like... I don't, it was never told this way to me, but it was like, okay, we're right. Those people are wrong. So love on them, try to get them to convert to what we believe. And I never listened to other people when they talked about God, you know, and see the beauty in that as well. So just to clarify, I wanted to to put that out there. And also for me, saves. What? I, uh, (laughs) because this, this topic's a little tough for me because. Being a pastor, you know, that's a a place where people look to you for guidance, you know, mm-hmm. um, for understanding about things. And so that I may not believe exactly like I used to believe, like I, I feel pressure because I, I might let people down or they may be upset with me. But uh, yeah, so I just wanted to get that out there. So well, that probably ch- it's kind of ironic, isn't it? That being a pastor probably challenged your faith more than anything. Yeah, right. Is that also at the same time it helped you and God took a took a break, if you will? Yeah, and that kind of leads us back your into relationship. The, the question just in a yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah. So my story. And I feel the same way you do, you know, that's why I want to keep the podcast just open to, you know, I love the, you know, borrowing from AA, they talk about a higher power, a God right. of your understanding. And that is, I think, you know, important. Yeah. But I will say Christians automatically will go, I'm shut off now. Right. You know? And, oh, well, the well, Catholics for sure. I shouldn't say Christians like in <laughs> all of them, Catholics. but. Those are my peeps. This is what I would have done back in the day. Right. Yeah. I would have just shut it off. Like, oh. Well, you talk about a higher power, but you need to define that as this, right. you know? So, but yeah, after everything happened with um, me not being a pastor anymore and going through my addiction, I really uh, gave up faith in a God and to the point where I was studying to argue against God and to, to be able to do that. And I remember going into, uh, you know, our rehabs and inpatient place that we went to and Baraka was just like I'm just terrified for you because you don't have a faith in God anymore and that's what you need you know and and the recovery and I thought were, at the time I'm sorry to interrupt no, no, go ahead. I <clears throat> I was you know here we are 20 something days sober if that you know right we're still wet behind the ears and I thought that was interesting how much he was really pounding that out and and yeah, you know, I know that that was a little bit further down the road for you, right? But, uh, I didn't realize how important what he was talking about. Sure, and like, well, yeah, God, I can, I can figure that out. You know, I just want to stay sober, man. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. realizing where that was such an intricate. And I think that's why, you know, it's 
taken me so long in the sense of to get into recovery and be consistent with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at least more consistent than I was <laughs> relapsing every right. 30 days or six days or whatever, um, is because of I put the God thing on the back burner for so long. And I was continuing to run my life. Um, And so, you know, the word that kind of we use is kind of deconstruction. You deconstructed your faith, right? So Mm -hmm. where I would had this worldview of the Bible and Jesus, and that was it, right? That was my worldview. Um, I never looked outside of that at all. And so basically I had this mountain of this is my faith. This is what I believe. Um, and I'm at the top. And then when I became an addict and got angry and left everything, that all fell, right? And so I started with nothing, which is which ended up being a great place for me. Because Isn't that it, funny? That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking of, of the benefits of your self-destruction had, well, and I'm kind of pulling the curtain back before you are. Finally. I, I feel like my faith has been, str- or I guess my relationship with God has been struggling the past two weeks. Hmm. So, um, I, yeah, and I do this. I just ups and downs, ups and downs. Is that something that you have as well with God? Yeah, it's okay. funny because I've identified now to where I get crazy with it, man. I'm yeah. immediate for me. It's almost like a, an immediate sensor goes off where I start getting... Uh, out of harmony with that and mm-hmm. it, it's it comes out in me with it usually hits in the morning and it's this just mellow sorrow and and the you know i don't do something and the first thing i try to do every morning is commune with god wake right. up thank him for this day thank him for being sober yeah and you know from there as long as i'm sober man that's just such a head start from where sure. i came from yeah And now I've communed with God. Okay, I remember that. God first. Okay, now I can set my day up. Because if I don't do that, man, I find myself in this trap of the same thing that you're talking about. The self-pity, the sorrow, the I'm too busy. Oh, what's this? I got to do this. I got to do this. And I immediately go into, you know, work mode. Yeah. I got to take care of all this stuff. And uh, so. And that's what, sorry sorry to interrupt you, but that's what's happened, right? Because when you say that, I go, oh yeah, that's like a mirror for me. So Mm -hmm. go on vacation. I stopped going to meetings while we're on vacation, um, which is stupid. I know not to do that, right? (laughs) Oh, my addiction is going to take a week off. Right, right, yeah. It's not going to bother me. So I stopped doing that, um, you know, stopped praying, stopped doing. And then I just go back into, yeah, just self-pity and oh, poor me and all this. Um, So. It's like, you didn't have your good orderly direction, right? Right. God. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's good. So, kind of getting back to the, I feel like we're going. So yeah, all over and there the place, you are. You good. come back, and yeah. now you know. Last couple of weeks, you're struggling, and, yeah. and it's so funny because I think that we humanize God into the fact of, which is fine. You know, we need we need that buddy in God, and but I think we think that all of a sudden we've taken some time off from God. Now we got to rebuild this relationship. Like I haven't talked to you in a while and oh, I got to call Rob. Right. I got to talk to him and Hey man, how you doing? Small talk. And yeah, man, I didn't realize this. We can just plug right back into God and be fully energized. Just like the lamp plugging into a wall. Yeah. And just feed off that electricity, that energy. Right. Yeah. 
So kind of going back to our question, because I, I don't want to miss that. Um, who is God to me? So I still identify as a Christian. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have let all the dogma go. Um, like you have to be believe this to be a Christian or you have to believe this or that and all these different things. And like, I genuinely just want to follow Jesus now and what he says um, in the stories that he talks about in the New Testament, right? Because, I mean, you talk about uh, a parable, which is a story. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus comes and he's like, hey, here's what God is like. And the the parable <laughs> of, you know, the son, right, that ran away. Everybody knows this, yeah, the prodigal, prodigal son. son. I was um, called that once by a boss. <laughs> yeah. I had taken three days off without calling in and decided to come back in. Yeah. And he called me, oh, prodigal son's here. <laughs> I did yeah. not keep that job. Oh, yeah. But I, I mean, I, I relate to that story so much. And the story is, you know, there's a son, um, there's two sons, and, and one of them is wants his inheritance, right? And that's a very, uh, you shouldn't ask that in, in the Jewish world, right? That's saying like, oh, okay, I don't care about you, dad. Yeah. You know, give basically, me my money. Why you're, not just you're give like me my money now? Me, right? Yeah, right. And so he gets all of his inheritance and he goes out and, you know, goes crazy with it. Yeah. Uh, and he ends up being a... A pig, I forget completely. Well, he, uh, yeah, he ends up. I know he ends up a, sleeping around pigs right, or something he found like a that. Job you know, taking care of the pigs and yeah. the stalls, and then they let him right. sleep there. And you know, I mean, and, <clears throat> and the idea of the story is he's gone to the lowest point in his life, mm-hmm. um, and so he's like, "Well, my dad would never want me back. My dad wouldn't want me back. So I'm going to go and say, hey, can I just be a servant in your house, right? Because a servant in my dad's house is much better than where I am now. And so it says, you know, he, imagine him going back to his dad and his dad sees him and what's he thinking? Dad's going to come out and be pissed at me, right? Right. Like, I can't believe just he did this. Just be a servant in yeah. dad's house. And, and the dad, in the story, the dad uh, sees his son and like is so excited and he runs to him, um, which is another thing in that culture, like older men like that would never run. That was kind of a, uh, you know, looked down upon. And, and he got out his like nicest robe, yeah. the robe of celebration. Yeah. And, you know, there was. And that's what you're talking about, right? Is, is we go God away from God and we think, oh, well, he's mad at me. He doesn't want anything to do with me. But God's like always there, right? Mm-hmm. Like even when the prodigal son messed up so much, because man, that's me, right? And I'm still the prodigal son. It's, <laughs> it's not like I became, you know, I was an addict and now I'm in recovery and got this time and oh, I'm I'm not the prodigal son anymore, right? right. Like, I'm constantly running from God, but knowing that when I come back, it's not like okay, you have to do this and that to be better with me. Right. But no, He's going to run out to me and say, yeah. "My son has returned." And so that's, you know, that's, these are the kind of things, because I, I, removing all this dogma from what, what I used to believe in Christianity, and simply looking at these stories that Jesus shares with us, because he's telling us who God is, and then he's telling us what to do, right? And so one of the things I love about Jesus is, right before he's about to go and uh, be killed, he's with all of his friends. Uh, his disciples, and they're in the upper room. And he knows he's going to die. 
And these are guys he's been with for years. He loves yeah. them, cares about them. And obviously, when you're about to go and leave, especially because he was their teacher as well, you're going to tell them exactly mm-hmm. what you want them to do, right? And so I love that Jesus looks at him and he says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go out and love others as I have loved you. Right? And what's, Jesus has laid down his life for them. Mm. He's loved them fully, completely. Um, and so that, for me, that when I identify as a Christian, that's what I want my life to be about. I want to love people well like that. And I think in the golden that, rule, right? Do unto others is well. It's funny because you tell an alcoholic to do unto others as they do themselves, yeah. and <laughs> you don't want that for yeah. anybody. But yeah. yeah, you know. But I don't know how we miss that when it comes to Jesus. And Matt's going to get into his story and kind of who God is to him. But we we make it all this other stuff. And Jesus came, and what did he say? He said, "I didn't come to take your life, but I came to give you life in the fullest." Yeah. And the life in the fullest is what? Others. Mm-hmm. Not focusing on yourself so much. And that, that's kind of what he lived out, which was what I want to live out in my life, you know? And I, that's how I view God now as... Uh, Man, I, I know. Well, I grew up Catholic. That's why I pick on Catholics right. so much. And, uh, you know, that's the dogma, like you say, and the ritualistic things and the gestures and the, and the stand and the kneel and the sit. And, and I get all that. And I... I struggle with that more than anything. Um, you know, there's people that I'm around that we have, you know, they're also sober and they they talk about being recovered Catholics, you know, recovering right. Catholic. Ha <laughs> ha. And uh, sometimes the Baptists will do it. And it's funny, you know, because we've developed all these religions and, and there's over the years and, and at the end of the day, pretty much all religions are trying to do the same thing. I think right. even the Satanists are trying to do the same thing, right? <laughs> Worshiping it closer to their God. And uh, I think along the way that man has just uh, just screwed it up because man does what? Our ego gets involved and we, we think we're doing well. And remember that this alcoholic is selfish even when I'm, you know, yeah. kind. And I think it just gets screwed up along. You know, I studied the Catholics more than anything. I'm, again, I am not a, you know, a doctorate in any of this or whatnot. And I'm a layman. I'm just figuring it out like the rest of them. But I've been doing a lot of homework on God and what God is and who God is to me because mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure that out. Right. You know, two and a half years ago when I got sober, I, I knew there had to be something bigger because there's no way I was still alive. And the fact that, like I said, my last drunk was, right. you know, insane that got me back into the, to the, you know, programs. Um, but you know, for understanding that some of the stuff we're reading is like you said, they're parables. And I think along the way, some people took things literally. Mm-hmm. I think that things were taken out, you know, we'll talk about the Bible and, and, you know, it's the most published book in the world and, and it's an amazing read. It's an amazing book. And I believe in a lot of what it's trying to tell us, not necessarily, mm-hmm. I don't take it literally or verbatim, um, and I think that's like what you said, a lot of it's gotten wrong and, and bastardized and, mm-hmm. and the meanings have gotten lost. You know, my biggest thing is with, you know, the Catholics, how they did pick apart, you know, Constantine, for instance, the emperor and his mother. And, and there were, you know, Christmas was all of a sudden created and, and different, you know, books were taken out of the, the Bible from, you know, you talk about the Dead Sea Scrolls and they talk about reincarnation was in the Bible up until Constantine and you know, the whole theory behind that is, you know, and like I said, nothing's original coming from this guy, but the whole thought was is that 
as we read things now, if, if reincarnation is taken out, then people have a lot more to fear and there's a lot more control than um, by humans. If, if people can be reincarnated, there's not as much control over it. Because if you think, hey, this is the one and done, I've got every opportunity just this lifetime. I need to do everything. I need to be as good as possible. And all of a sudden, this guy's telling me that I got to do this to be good. And I, we lose focus on it. And like yeah. you said, we lose the love part. Yeah. Do you do you believe in reincarnation? Do you want to answer that? I, or so, not? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I Well, because that's, you know, my that is so far out. You know, for me, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, in my background you know, I where I came that from. they can all exactly. And I think that they can coexist. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus showed us reincarnation, but a lot of Christians will say yes, but that's because he was God and only he can do it. And, um, but is reincarnation, because when I hear that automatically, I'm thinking you have to go through all these lives to get it right. So it's kind of like a works based system. And that's what I love about Jesus is it's the opposite of a works-based system. Am I wrong in interpreting reincarnation that way? Yeah, that's exactly. Well, you know, there's parts of it because I think that Jesus is a works-based program also. Oh, well, what's up then? You want to fight about it? (laughs) Well, let me get one of my books. I think, like, well, it's funny (laughs) because this is where people get off the rails. You take a Hindu, (laughs) right? And they they talk about reincarnation. And and again, I'm I'm a layman at this, but as I I understand it, you know, you're you're constantly trying to work off karma and you're trying Mm -hmm. to do better and do unto others and gain more God, more love, less self, right? Yeah. Well, that's what Jesus is saying. I think that we just kind of Christians took it as to you have to do all those things today. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't hurry up and incorporate all these things into your life, you're going to be going to hell for eternal. Well, that's where I kind of got lost, because if a God is of eternal love, why am I going to go to hell for a temporal sin? Mm-hmm. So if God is eternal, my soul is eternal, then I think that, you know, for for as bad as this sounds, let's say I accidentally murder somebody, or let's say I did murder somebody in the heat of it, and I was down on my luck, and all these justifications is god going to be punishing me for eternity i mean i'll be down there <laughs> i laugh because i've heard this from a buddhist and uh, he said you know you'll be down there a million years and you look over to the next guy who's getting punished they're gonna say what are you here for geez a million year i i don't even know at that point i don't think god's gonna punish us forever yeah i think that ultimately he is what we all believe and say he is and that is an eternal true representation of love and forgiveness love and you know he's gonna forgive you eventually for that that's why i say like that person that was so down and had nothing left and you know i was like gosh i don't know if i can make that other we think someone like mother Teresa, she had nothing she didn't want anything she wanted complete no bondage and just you know there's people that argue with me but the representation of mother Teresa, where all she wanted to do was give into others Mm -hmm. right that's what it's about you know she got all her her energy and her and everything she wanted that we try to find in drugs and alcohol and boats and cars and money and dr- sex and, and food and all these external things when it's right there in front of us. Mm. And, and that's for, to give to each other, you know, give right. ultimately. But that's why I say, you know, I think Jesus is, is you know, he, he, he was telling us how we, what we have to do in the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is full of a lot of work, mm-hmm. right? If we stop and analyze that prayer, I think that's asking for a lot of action because yeah. I think faith without works is dead, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, you know, and this may be like just a difference between Catholic upbringing and 
um, more Protestant, obviously, upbringing for me, where we believe the gospel is um, that Jesus is God in the flesh. Right? So, you look at the Old Testament, um, Adam and Eve, you know, we don't have to talk about everything now because <laughs> we're going to keep doing this. So just to surf, you know, and let there be light. Yeah. Page one. Yeah. But so Adam and Eve, um, you know, created, they wanted to be God ultimately and turn from God. Um, and then, so even in there, like God was like, I'm going to make this right. I'm going to send somebody to crush the head of the enemy. And so you can, some people believe that's a literal people or it's not literal people, you know, whatever. But, um, and so throughout the Old Testament, while we have all that, it's like God promised to send Jesus through this certain line, right? The Jewish people, through Abraham's people. Mm-hmm. And um, all throughout the Old Testament, we see like Abraham's people are about to get killed and knocked off, right? But if that happens, God's not faithful to his promise, right? To send the one who is going to make everything right. Right. Um, and so God is ultimately, he sustains the Jewish um, line, lineage, and Jesus does come. Um, and he comes and crushes sin, death um, for us. And so what we believe is. To get to God now, I don't, I don't have to like work stuff off or do any of this because Jesus has accomplished that for me. Yeah. Sure. So like when Jesus goes to the cross, um, the great exchange, all my sin goes on to Jesus and all his perfection goes on to me to the point where, you know, trusting, believing in Jesus, following Jesus. Like, God looks at me now as if I've never sinned, because when God looks at me, he doesn't see me, he sees Jesus, right? Because he took my place there. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's the beauty of the gospel for me, and what you know, I read about Jesus, is that I don't have to work to God, I don't have to get to God, because Jesus opened that door for me. Mm-hmm. Now, like what you were saying, all this stuff that, the, the Lord's Prayer, hey, there's a lot of action in that. So I think Jesus comes to do that, but he also comes, and the do's and the don'ts in the New Testament are Jesus fighting for us, fighting for our joy, yeah. right? So he tells us to do all these things, not because, hey, you got to do all these things to be right with God, but you got to do all these things if you want to live life in the fullest. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus promised when he came. Like, I came not to steal your life, not to destroy you. I came to give you life in the fullest. And life in the fullest is what? Focusing on others, right. caring for others, getting beyond ourselves, leaving everything that we care about and find, try to fill up that God-shaped hole inside of us, leaving that and focusing on others. And that's the only time I've And I been, think that, yeah, yeah, I you know, honestly... Sorry to dump all that on no, you. No, that's just, great, because I love that, because it yeah. just it makes me think, like, the hell thing, I think, I think this is hell. I think we're all, hell is this is life. And so, and I say that in in an acute way, meaning, you know, we're obviously not burning and this isn't torture necessarily right now. But I like the Christianity view of, I think what we're missing is, I think that that's all right with God and Jesus and, and what you're saying. And I almost sometimes like to play with it with, well, what if there is reincarnation? That, okay, so 
you got through this life and you get a little bit closer and then you die again, eventually you will material or, or not materialize the opposite, mm-hmm. but turn into light, you know, like Jesus did. Everything's vibrations. Yeah. And that's where these scientists have come in and tried to like quantify and, and, and quantum physics qualify and quantify the soul and right. they're like well if everything is a vibration everything is light and everything moves and that's kind of where you see um you know god appears and and disappears and whatnot and he's able to transcend like that because he's reached that enlightenment and that's where the hindus you know they believe jesus was a prophet you know and they yeah. believe that yeah he was an extremely awesome yogi different you know eastern western views of the same person so is it but i so- like how what you're saying is that you know Jesus was showing you how to transcend. But, you know, where this hell thing came from of eternal fire and this and that, and that, right. to me, that just had to be a, a human <laughs> aspect yeah. of fear, you know, to, to kind yeah. of get people to conform. Cause, yeah, and we could talk more about that later, yeah. like Gehenna, like what Jesus was referencing, mm-hmm. um, you know, this place that was burning trash and all this stuff that they would take there um, that was outside of the city. And so I like to yeah. think about hell as like, um, God is in the city. And so we have this option to be with God in the yeah. city or we can be outside right. the city. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's hell, not in the sense of where God is actively yeah. burning us forever, which I know a lot of people that believe in yeah. that. I don't believe in that. Um, but I think we create our hell, right? Because yes, exactly. I was in living hell, living right. in my addiction, being my God. I was yeah. outside of the city, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and so I know what hell is like. I've been through hell. Yeah. Um, and so Jesus is giving us this option. Mm-hmm. You want to come in the city and be with me? Yeah. Or do you want to go outside the city? It's it's your choice. Yeah. So, so well, that's the thing. I love the, like I said, the Christ teachings and Jesus. And, yeah. you know, I believe in a lot of, you yeah. know. But this is good. Uh, so your, is your thinking, would you consider it new age? Is that correct? Or you know, no? I and I'm still trying to define everything. Yeah, I, hear I think we all and are. I read things on a journey, and, and I've I've just lately I've gotten in the last couple of years into this whole Eastern philosophy and Hindu and Buddhism and, and looking at different things like that. And you know, it's so I feel like all of us have a piece of God in us. Mm-hmm. You know, there's one great story that talks about these three wise men. I'll make it short here. The three wise men that they have uncovered the light of God, right? They have this beautiful ball of light and God's light and love and everything is God. And so, you know, three wise men, well, we got to hide this. If we give it to, you know, mankind, they're going to screw it up somehow, right? right? So, you know, one wants to hide at the bottom of the ocean. The other says, look, you know, humans are tenacious. So we'll eventually get to the bottom of the ocean and find this, you know, so I know we'll hide it up at the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. The other one says, we can't. Again, they're tenacious. They will you know babylon they're trying to build the stairway to heaven and whatnot led right. zeppelin and you know so we can't hide it there the last one says i know where we'll hide it we'll hide it in their hearts hmm. they'll never find it and i think that for the first time in a long time we're coming into this whole meditation and yoga and this health and we're starting to dive deeper into ourselves realizing that god's been in our hearts all along hmm. and yeah, we've just beautiful. been completely untapped and and that's where I get a little upset at some of these evangelicals you see on TV and whatnot. They're getting people fired up over over what, and then I think it's for the I think it's for the right reasons. But I, you know, I don't I've think seen it's it. for the right reasons. Well, I'd I think like, they have. They think it's for the right reasons. Yeah, and I don't even. We may be talking about different right. things. No, no, you're right. You I, know I, how I think. I about think. That, but. Yeah, it's all. It yeah. all takes the focus off of God. Yeah, 
I mean, the whole time God's been in us the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I say like for these people that are out there on their last, this might be their last night tonight. Yeah. Don't give up because it's still in you. You can't lose what the universe, what the energy, what all this is about. You can't lose that. I call it God. It's easier that way, but um, yeah. So there's still hope left, even when there seems like there's absolutely no hope and I've done everything and I can't face all my problems and all the destruction I've done. Eh, if God forgives you, then that's all that matters. Right. You know, even if nobody else will, you still have hope. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, I forget the quote, but something like, like how silly are you to not forgive yourself when God's already forgiven you? Right. Yeah. You know, like who are you? <laughs> yeah. Like embrace that. But, but yeah, so I, you know, I, I learned so much from you just in this type of thing. I don't want to categorize it new age or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what we call yeah. it. Because I think, we're, and that's the thing, like we're all on this journey. And I think being in the very conservative, evangelical, Southern Baptist world, it was like, this is what it is. This is what it is. Um, and you have to believe this and don't, like, I would never have this conversation with you about five years ago. Because I would say... Not even that long ago, probably. No, five years ago, yeah. <laughs> oh, but, <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, my, my thinking was definitely changing oh, then. But, checking your calendar um, right now. Yeah, because I would be like, I wouldn't even listen to you. I'd be thinking, like, how can I get this guy to sure, believe what I yeah, believe? Right. Yeah. You know? Well, the difference between being closed-minded and open-minded, that's my thing right now. I am so open that I'm like, yeah, they right. believe in Jesus. I believe in... Buddha, I mean, there's great things about, you know, I'm like, oh, Allah, Allah is not as big and scary as I thought. Allah right. is, you know, the same God that, you know, everyone's trying to worship a higher being that we believe is reality, yeah. you know, true reality and truth. Right. And you're right. I love that. And that's the thing is like, the difference is you can be a Catholic and just as long as you're open-minded about it and your, your communication with God, you, know, you can be the best human being on earth. I, I, try, I try not to dog religion at all. It's like whatever gets you there. Yeah. I yeah. The difference that I see in people is I take a, a, a Baptist over here and a Baptist over there. The Baptist that's open-minded, I bet, has a lot better relationship with God. And people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. I, and that's what... Just having these conversations where we can... You know, be like, oh, well, my, I may not believe in all that stuff that you believe, and you may not believe all the stuff I believe. Doesn't mean we can't be together (laughs) and learn from each other. Because I've learned so much from you, because you're a very spiritual person, um, you know, in your journey. And uh, yeah, it's it's, it's impacted me in a big way. But I think what opened my eyes was going to this. You know, because I, I tell people I, I, you know, go to a 12-step program and, you know, some conservative Christians are like, oh, well, they don't really believe in God, right? They just talk about a higher power. And I'm like, well. It's a cop out. Yeah. <laughs> That's what But I mean. man, God is changing. Or it's the other way around, too, because my buddy's daughter is like, oh, you can't go to that program. It's all about God. Right. Yeah. They talk about higher power. Yeah. It's like, oh, my I'll Categorize all this stuff and put it in yeah. compartments. But. Um, Again, same program, yeah. two different people, different perception. <laughs> yeah, I've seen God change more people in those rooms, more miracles in those rooms than I ever did in church. And I'm not dogging church at all. Yeah. I never want to be known for what I'm against, right. but what I'm for. So that kind of opened my eyes. The way I was brought up, opening your eyes and being the only right way was to go to my church. Like you right. couldn't see that in other rooms, you know. My church had a monopoly on God. Yeah. Kind of thing. 
I can relate to that. And then I saw my other friends, you know, my Protestant friends and my Episcopalian friends and my Baptist friends, my Lutheran friends, and blah, 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 blah. I started realizing like, wow, this is all trying to achieve the same thing. Hmm. Um, And I just find it sad that I have, you know, people that are very close to me that have the, you know, grew up Irish, Irish Catholic. So I, you know, I don't mean to pick on Catholics at all. I, I, I joke around and, um, but I, I see that it's just become just going through the motions now, you know, no one's really, they, all right, as long as I go to church on Sunday, I get my hour in and then I forget all about, you know, maybe go to confession and, and, and that's good. And it means well. And I think that it's just gotten, we've gotten so lazy. And I think that's this big movement that people are now starting to really get into the spirituality yeah. of things. I was going to say, it's definitely not just a Catholic thing. No. <laughs> Showing up thinking you're good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you go on, on Christmas and Easter, and <laughs> yeah. get, you know, but that's a, that's, that's a belief of trying to appease God, right? Yeah. He's mad at me. I'm just going to go here right. and then come back where God is like, man, I love you. There's, I'm, I'm trying to give you so much more than what you're experiencing now. Yeah. True life, like fulfill. You know, I think about what do we want the most in life and it's really to be fulfilled, right? Um, does that make sense when I yeah. say that? Yeah. Like we want that hole inside of us to be gone, mm-hmm. right? So we, and I'll speak for myself, I chose to fill that up with drugs. Right. And all this other stuff, which in the beginning, that was a really good God for me. Mm -hmm. It worked for a little while, right? But then I realized there was no God in that. (laughs) It wasn't God, um, you know, that was leading me down that path. Um, I just totally lost my train of thought. No, that's good, because I'm going to pick up where you left off. Wow. Right now. That's why we're good partners, (laughs) baby. No, that's, you're right. Yeah, I like the fact that you know, we can sit here and, and look, and I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because I'm going to pick up. <laughs> Toss it, hot potato, hot potato. Well, no, I mean, you know, this is such a bigger discussion, and and the fact yeah. that I just have found such a a lightning easier path to have God with me all the time. God should be here all the time. Right. You know, when I was set in my one hour a week, God time, you know, it's, it's, it sounds silly. I want God to be like a girlfriend. I want to be with him all the time. I want him in my life. I want to know what's going on and commune all the time. And I wasn't brought up that way. You know, the Mm -hmm. rest of the week was up to me. The other, however many hours in a week, you know, are up to me to do whatever and do right. And then, you know, report back to God every Sunday. Yeah. And then to my priest, what I did wrong and, and say some hail. There was no real, what 12 step programs show you is how to clean that chalkboard up. You know, I can go and admit my wrongs, but those faults are still there. I need to do something else. Well, that's where making amends comes in. Yeah. You know, and making things right. And that's where you start to fill that hole. All those scary things that you think, I could never go apologize. We're not apologizing. We're we're filling a a hole up. And we're getting to the root of our character defects. Why am I doing it? Why do I respond that way? Mm -hmm. And once we, you know, invite God into that to show us, he's doing it, right? God's God's showing it to us. Awesome. Um, Because... That points to the fact that it's a journey. We're all on a journey, right? Yeah. So, w- the what I believed ten years ago, two years ago, six months ago, last week, 
has changed. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's an ongoing journey. Well, we of, believe of, the earth was flat. We believed we couldn't go wait, 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 to wait. the moon. I, I <laughs> right. I'm sorry. <laughs> there are flat earthers yes. out there. Yes, I've met some. You know, we believed we couldn't, you know, go underwater more than, you know, 50 yeah. feet. And there's yeah. so many things that, you know, and I just watched Interstellar. Great movie. You know, there he is talking about, wow, where we're at and this whole other dimensions that we're scientifically proving now. There's other dimension. We just can't fathom. Yeah. How much is out there? Yeah, and so I, like I don't want my very conservative Christian friends to be turned off by our conversation. Like we're inviting you, come in with us. You know, yeah. on this journey, we're, Help we're me all understand all these terrible things I know I've said on here yeah. and my beliefs because I, you know, I don't know it all. But I'm, I'm but saying I can that feel be- it. Yeah, and I'm saying that because we're on a journey, right? Like, yeah. we're one thing that I love is that I feel like we both opened ourselves up. In the yeah. sense of truth, God, we want to know. You know Brene Brown? Yeah, I went to school Brene with Brene. Brene. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. She, she, I actually, up until recently, I didn't realize she's been sober 20 years oh, or something awesome. like that, or 15, 20 years. But my point is, Brene Brown's amazing. And she talks about, you know, being open, honest, and vulnerable. And you're going to get the dog crap kicked out of you. But that is really the key is as if you can be open, honest and vulnerable, you're going to get stronger and stronger. And that's hard. Think about that yeah. every day. You know, I can barely ask a girl out, <laughs> but I got to be open, honest and vulnerable to yeah. do that. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is a, <laughs> I just turned this into a match.com. <laughs> Another sponsor. I put a uh, picture. This is the of first you scary you. thing that came to mind. <laughs> I put a picture of you on the God Drugs Laughs Facebook with your shirt off today. <laughs> Ladies, he's available. His number is 867-5309. That's 867-5309. It's going to be stuck in my head. I know. Yeah. But... Jenny, Jenny. Yeah, to wrap up the God conversation. So that's... So that's it? Get God? Yeah. So believe everything that we said and you'll be okay. No. <laughs> Um, but the the cool thing is, I I love that these five episodes, these first five episodes of the podcast is we're we're trying to just let you know who we are, where we are on our journey, and then we're going to also bring in people um, to share kind of their thoughts on God and and where they've come from, where they've been, what God's done in people's lives, um, and so this is going to be an ongoing conversation of who God is to us, and we want to know who God is to you. Because we can also, um, just as we learn from each other, me and Matt, we want to learn from you guys as well. So, did you have any last thoughts on the Who is God topic? I don't think so. Okay. That's good. (laughs) We've summed it up enough. Yeah. (laughs) brain. All right. Well, that was our topic of the week. And now we're going into Matt and Rob's. Recommendation suggestions. I knew that. I have some suggestions, some suggestions for you and you and you. I've been doing this here for 41 years. A whole lot of blood and a whole lot of tears So why don't you just sit right down in that chair Let go of all 
your worries and your fears. I have some suggestions, some suggestions for you and you and you, especially you in the back not listening. Here are suggestions with Matt and Rob. Well, that actually kind of turned into a song, <laughs> not, not a jingle. I'm going to I'm gonna have to shorten that up. God, drugs, laughs, single. Yeah. You're talented, man. That's good. I... Oh, thank you. <laughs> I asked him to say that. Oh. So I appreciate you doing that. All right. What are your suggestions? Do you have one or do you want me to go first? I think you need to send that single to Suge Knight. <laughs> I have some suggestions. That's Vanilla Ice, how that worked out. For you and your mom and your dad. Okay. <laughs> what, what's our suggestion? <laughs> I just started singing and that's what came out. I, uh, I actually was thinking of a book because I was talking a little bit about book last week, which kind of deals with <laughs> reincarnation and whatnot, which yeah. is really neat. So that, again, that one still on top of my list, which is Many Lives, Many Masters. But uh, The Four Agreements. By Don Miguel Ruiz. <clears throat> I read that early on. I've read it many times, actually, in my sobriety. But, um, man, that was a powerful book. Yeah. Really, it breaks it down to easy, easy stuff. It makes a lot of sense of what's going on book. in the world. I don't, yeah. yeah. You've read that one. There's a fifth agreement now. Have you read that? Yeah, you know, and then they got into the, a lot of other ones, the playoffs. Uh, I have read the fifth gotta agreement. Gotta make that money, baby. I know. That's what you just keep going and going. I'm like, 78th right. agreement. <laughs> One point. Now the Suns, Don's Suns are <laughs> all in with the, Every, the mastery of it. love and the mastery. Yeah. Of the, it's, you know, but it, yeah, well, I'm going to go a different direction with my recommendation. And it's Calvin strictly, Hobbs. Strictly for the fellas. So I apologize, ladies. But I want to recommend... This is something I started doing probably a year ago. No, maybe two years ago. And I think I did it because I was in my addiction and I couldn't stand up for a long. Floss. Um, but I started peeing sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a game changer. Uh, so this is like a suggestion for anything bit. I, did, I thought we were suggesting books. Yeah, no, books. for anything. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> Do you want to start over? Pee sitting down. Uh, yeah, so that's... You know, you don't make a mess. You're serious. You can look at your phone for a little bit while you're there. And, you know, I looked this up to see if I was weird. And apparently this is something that got, like guys in their 40s start to do. Really? Yeah. It's like a, a known thing that guys in their 40s start to pee sitting down. Do your down. legs get all numb because you've been sitting there too long? No, you don't want to sit too long because hemorrhoids will happen. Why do we always end with like... <laughs> yeah, humor you at the end. yourself last week. Oh, oh my god! I'm sorry. We're, that's not our type of humor. Either. Don Miguel not. Ruiz. Four agreements. <laughs> the fifth agreement. And you can read it while you urinate. I'll put the seat down. I'll just never <laughs> lift it up. Yeah. So, did you have a different recommendation? I, now? You know, I'm gonna stick with mine. Okay, that's good. Take the high road on this one. Yeah. Well, I love you, Matt. I don't want to turn off I'm saying. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we go? Actually, next week, I'm going to leave it for next week. I got a really good one. What? Is that a cliffhanger? Is that like the to be yeah. continued? I, you know, we don't have enough time. I got a really good one next week. I hate when people do that. Yeah, this is actually legitimate. People are going to, it's like a handyman. It's like a, what's that? Hack. Yeah. Life hack. I feel like you can't think of anything else to say. <laughs>
<laughs> Man, I got a good one coming next what? week. <laughs> I put off till tomorrow, and I can put off till next week. You got a great one. All right, so well, let's wrap. In. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Um, we're thankful for you guys listening. Um, we saw some Thank listeners you. in France and Russia. Yeah, <laughs> Putin's over there checking out <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Vodka, it's not good. In KGB, we. It's my. Oh man, I'm scared. Oh yeah, yeah. We were just kidding. We 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 love Russia. Way scarier people in this country. (laughs) We don't have to worry about Putin. We got to worry about our own. Okay, I'm getting political. Yeah, yeah. Well, we love you guys. We thank you for listening. We appreciate the support and all Mm. the feedback, and that just means a lot to us and keeps us, you know, driving for what we're all trying to do is connect and yeah. Don't give up. All right. And as always, I am Rob. And I'm Matt. And we are your hosts for God, God Drugs, Laughs. See you Do next we need week. a tagline? Suggestions for tagline. Yeah, holla at your boy. Escargo, my cargo, 160, swiftly. What? No? Your crew run, 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 your crew run, run. I know you sick of this. I got to stop there. Bye, guys. We love you. Bye.